When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a pre-Hull tripe supper for myself, Phil Tallentire and Jonathan Taylor. Jono, we'll start with you. Obviously, big game for Hull, uh, on Monday against Hull. No bigger than the game, obviously, last year, which we'll touch on in a bit in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. But first things first, does the team pick itself on Monday after, after that performance last week? I think it has to, really. Cause I, I think that that was Middlesbrough's best performance of the season against Leicester. But they absolutely dominated against the Premier League champions. Um, I mean, there was so much really to enjoy about the performance. I did think that we were very unlucky. They've got Alvaro and a great open firing, which was crucial uh, at the back. They looked good, you know, a penalty that shouldn't have been given, and and then obviously the late sucker punch, which you know Martin Darun should have done far better than that. Um, so I think it picks itself. We, we all we all the way through, we've kind of said that. You know, Karanka doesn't know his best attacking you know, system, doesn't know his best formation. Well, I think he does now. I think that Traore is an absolute given on the right-hand side. Ramirez has got an, enjoying a new lease of life, really, on the left-hand side. And, and Negredo there. The only minor question is whether he wants to tweak that midfield three, whether he thinks that uh, a Grant Ledbetter should perhaps come in and to freshen it up, whether Stewie Downing could come in as one of them central three. But um, with George out, I think... That aside, that is Borough's best team now. That that Ramirez and Negredo, that's what you want to see from them, Phil, isn't it? I think that's frustrating when 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 they underperform or when when they're not at the best, like they weren't against Chelsea. What makes it more frustrating is the fact you know how good they can be, don't you? When when they are on song, like Ramirez was against Bournemouth, for example, Negredo last week. If Borough can get the best out of them, they're going to give themselves a chance in every game, aren't they? Yeah, I think there's two different types of players. Really, I mean, Negredo is top class, isn't it? We knew that. He's, you know, you don't play for Man City, Valencia clubs like that and score the number of goals he scored not being a good player so I think Negredo is probably the sort of player who can deliver more often and I think there's the suggestion that he didn't know about what was being said about his goals record before the match I'm sure he did and it smacked of me of a player who had a point to prove particularly that finish for the second goal you could say he got a stroke of luck for the first but if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the lottery, do you? So, um, I think Ramirez is a different kettle of fish, really. You know, I've been on his case, as you know, this season because because of the lack of consistency. I don't think you're going to get a 90-minute performance from Ramirez every week, and I don't think he's that kind of player. You necessarily need him to do that, but what you do need him to do is is to affect games, and sometimes he doesn't, uh, and all, frankly, all too often he hasn't been affecting games. But when he does, it, as you say, it's frustrating because you think, well, why don't you do that more often? You know. I get that Borough were playing against Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal. It made it difficult, but then he was excellent against Arsenal, wasn't he? It was, was arguably Borough's most important player that day, along with Traore. So, um, I, I think those are the kind of players that do have to deliver over the next few weeks when Borough have these what we describe as six pointers against people like Hull. I mean, clubs clubs like Hull haven't got a prayer of signing somebody like Negredo for me. It's a great coup that Borough can attract a player like that. 
And I think the reason why people were getting on his case in the run-up to the um, Leicester game is because they knew he had more to offer. You would hope with Ramirez that he, he feels like he's got a point to prove. And I know earlier this season when we had the chance to sit down with him and, and he was saying how at Hull he, he never really feels he got the chance. It was more injuries, I think, through anything. But he's going to go out there and think, well, you know, I, I, I should have been a regular for you when, when I was playing there. And it, and it usually works out, doesn't it, when players go out Yeah, absolutely. I think he, he'll take you know, very little motivation to get up for Monday's game. I mean... Back to, back to Phil's point about Ramirez I don't think there's many number 10s in the Premier League now that, that can do it every week and that's that's not to say that I don't think Ramirez needs to offer more to Borough at all I think he, I think with a player of his ability and what he's capable of doing he can, he can do much more but if you look at how many number 10s in the league now that put it on, turn it on every week I mean you're looking at what a David Silva maybe but that that's why that is probably the hardest position for me in the Premier League to, to be good at and that's partly why Karanka's changed formation I think is because yeah, it's, so, number 10, it's, be and, and it's so easy I think in the Premier League for teams to mark a number 10 in that position because all they do is just put a holding midfielder there and they've got two centre-backs I think that's partly why Karanka has changed formation yeah. because in that Watford game Ramirez was just stifled, wasn't he? I mean, it was but too the idea of a playmaker, a number ten playmaker, is becoming almost old fashioned again because mm. you, the first thing you do is you stop that player playing, and the mm. system falls apart. Yeah. The switch yeah. to the current formation or a variation of the current formation works for me because you've got different options, attacking options, and of course, keep going back to it. The critical element in all of this is Triori because it gave her an outlet that didn't exist. The reason Ramirez is in that team, though, is he is capable of doing something that nobody else in that Borough team is capable of. And if, I mean, we saw against Bournemouth in a game that was on a knife edge where they had just had a couple of good chances, what, how he can change it. And if he changes, if he plays well, seven, eight, nine games this season, that might be enough to keep Borough up. He should, but then equally, you should be getting more out when, when I was saying when someone is that, that talented, mm. you shouldn't just have to accept that oh, you'll get nine, ten games out. I mean, you should, yeah. be, you know, you should get those. I get that you're not going to get it week in, week out because that's the difference between the very best players. Often it's not the quality, but the consistency, isn't it? Yeah. But equally, I don't think you can afford players going missing for two or three weeks and no. then coming back. I think the fundamental comes down to Dom, the, the fact that why would we be able to sign him because he'd been in England for four years three and a half years and he hadn't really done it frankly mm. it was a big money signing wasn't he for Southampton they had high hopes for him didn't really do it there he didn't really do it at Hull um, Borough took a bit of a punt on him frankly and uh, he, did, he, did a, he did a job for Borough that they, didn't, you know, that they needed last season when he came to the club um, he gave them that extra element as an attacking option didn't he um, I thought he was absolutely crucial last season. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't think he was quite the world beater some people had him out to be. By by the way, but I, I, he, as you say, now he's stepping up at the Premier League, and it's as you, I take you both both right. If he probably performs for ten matches this season, Borough do enough to stay up. But you're absolutely right as well, demanding more week in week out, which is Ito Karanka's philosophy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. Uh, and if he can do it against Arsenal, this is the point. Uh, you know, we go yeah. keep going back to it. He can do it against Arsenal. He can certainly should be doing it against the likes of Watford. But I do think I do think he's better off playing in that left-sided role than as a number ten because he, he just looked lost in the in the Premier League playing in that position. Obviously, talk about the the switching formation. This this on Monday, it's 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 the first of its kind since we've seen the switch, isn't it? I know I know Middlesbrough beat Bournemouth, but Bournemouth came and they played and they had a goal. They were never going to come and shut up shop. Now we don't know that Hull are going to do that, but they certainly you would imagine are going to be more stubborn than the sides Borough have faced of late, aren't they? It, it's going to be a test, isn't it? Probably the first real test for this for this newfound formation. Yeah, I mean, obviously Chelsea came to the side and 
albeit Borough were the home team, they were technically the away team against a team like that, weren't they? And they stayed in the game, and that's what Grant said, that we stayed in the game until the last minute, and then we were one one knock on, one flick off someone's backside from getting a point. You know, fair enough. But it's going to be a different game on Monday because the onus is all going on Borough. If you ask Hull, Hull will come there and they will play with, with 11 men behind the ball and they will absolutely snap your hand off for a point. I'm absolutely certain of that. So Borough have to be the team that set the agenda, that's, that set the tempo and try and kind of coax Hull out. And if it does become a kind of a midfield tit for tap, you know, five against five in midfield, it could be a difficult one. So it's up to Borough. They like to try all right. Like you said, Ramirez and Negredo as well. Because Negredo was, albeit, you know, we all were surprised Leicester won the league last year. They're, they're Premier League champions. Yeah, yeah. And he did it. He turned it on last week. So this. And in the second half of last season, it was built on the solid foundations at the back. Yet Negredo tortured that second half. Negredo, Negredo's time at Middlesbrough will eventually be be judged upon these kind of games I think against the bottom eight teams and if he doesn't perform in the bottom eight games his Borough career will be seen as a failure equally vice versa he could become an absolute hero as the guy that kept Borough up Patience is going to be key again you would imagine wouldn't you Phil on Monday if, it, if, it, if the first 15, 20, 25 minutes Borough don't blow Hull away it's, it's that kind of need to keep plugging isn't it and to, and to believe that it'll come yeah, I think it's um, it's probably one of those games we talk about, isn't it, worth keeping the fans on side. We said that ahead of Chelsea, didn't we, for very different reasons. We knew that Borough wouldn't have the ball against Chelsea. <clears throat> um, so we knew that the fans would hopefully stick with the team when they were penned back in their own half for 20, 15, 15, 20 minutes at a stretch. This time it's a different scenario. You would expect Middlesbrough to dominate the ball. You'd expect them to make the play. And as, as you've just said, you'd expect Hull to look to keep it tight and probably nick it 1-0. Um, or even a draw would be a great result for Hull you'd have to think so I think it, we're, we're all going to have to be patient an early goal for Middlesbrough would be fantastic because it would take all the heat out of the you know, the tense search for that goal that we saw so often last season um, Borough found a way last season of getting the, the all important goal didn't they? I don't see any reason why they can't get one on Monday night what better way to start the weekend than to win a bit of dollar? Uh, and if you go to draftkings.co.uk, you can win cash every single week. It's the world's number one destination for one-day fantasy football. I've never been a fantasy football man, although I'm told that this one is very good. You can go to draftkings.co.uk forward slash Borough now to pick a team, and you can enter the weekly Premier League contest for a shot at winning a share of $200. draftkings.co.uk forward slash Borough to play for free, which would be the ideal weekend, because I know when I win my Akers on a Saturday afternoon, it sets up the weekend perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I can remember the last time I won one, to be fair. Uh, Phil Johnny, you were both at Rockcliffe this week on <coughs> Wednesday for the day. Mm. Uh, got the chance to speak to Italker Anchor, watched a bit of training and whatnot. And it, 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 nice to just get that bit of insight to see what they're doing. What, 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 was, what was it you took away from that day? Well, I mean, looking at the training in particular, what was interesting, I thought, was the intensity of it. I mean, it's very different, I think, sitting at the back of the stands and watching it, um, you know, watching the game unfold. I think it's very different if you sat pitch side and, and hear what the players are shouting at each other and, and the pace that they're fizzing the ball into each other, the first touch and stuff. Um, so being up close and personal. And the word afterwards, that, sorry, the word afterwards was that that was a light session. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, obviously Start of the week, wasn't it? Yeah. They did a couple of days off, obviously, with the Monday game, so everything's been pushed back a, a day this week. So that was that was technically the the, the, the light session and we spoke to obviously to Forshaw when we were coming off the pitch and said like that was an intense that was an intense session like 
the, the pace of it, no one dropped. And he said, oh, I'll wait a couple of days closer to the game and see how sharp we are there. Um, so that was interesting for me. And uh, you know, one thing that I came away with was that there was, everyone had a smile on their face. It really seems to be a really relaxed camp for now. I know that it's all results driven for me. Uh, if Borough had lost you know, five on the bounce, it would be very different. But they seem like a happy bunch. Granka seems calm and collected. The players are enjoying it. You know, the, the, the usual suspects are all, you know, being daft and, and cracking jokes. And if you compare that to the situation at Hull at the minute, uh, it couldn't be any really greater contrast to me. And that, yeah. that I guess, comes from the results of late. Yeah, it? I think I think the big turning point, uh, you know, Aitor mentions it frequently, doesn't he, is, is this having a week between games. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, it's not as frantic as it probably was when you were playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, like we were in the Championship. Um, I think... The, what was interesting was that I actually spent a little bit of time during training just talking, basically inviting questions. And, you know, we were asking, without giving any trade secrets away, we were asking about how he tells the players whether or not they're in the team and, and when, you know, people knocking on the door and all that kind of thing. And it was interesting because he was quite open about it, obviously, in an off the record situation. And that was interesting. Um, John was right, the, the mood in the, the canteen, we sat and had lunch where the players were and they were, there, was, there was groups of. Lads, it was just like any other group of young men chatting, um, different, different, you know, dynamic going on. But everybody seemingly on the same page. And the, uh, and the other thing that comes across as well is how ultra competitive they all are. I mean, you, you footballers, you know, notorious aren't they for betting on the, on the uh, the day of the week. Um, and uh, there was one moment which was quite funny where um, they were playing a particular like small sided game. And there was switching teams very frequently, and there's one moment where Leo was the the, the the de facto referee threw the ball in before one of the other teams was ready, and it, there was an outcry because <laughs> this the teams who got the ball scored, and you can imagine, can't you, that the, you know the, even over a small sided game in training, they're just desperate to win, and uh, it's great to see that, and obviously that's one of the reasons why they became footballers and how they got signed up as young players and other players were released. They've just got that extra desire to win, to, to, to be in the team, to work hard. And I think uh, it, it, it does remind you of you know, the, the fact that you know, that's their livelihood. And we all see it as a wonderful way to make a living, and of course it is. But if you're not in the team on a Saturday or you have an injury, it must be, it must be soul-destroying. No, absolutely, I agree. Um, it was interesting, and it was also interesting hearing Aitor say about how this season is different to, to last season. Last season, Borough was the best team in the league, albeit you know they finished second, but they were the best team in the league. And most weeks, it was all about how can Borough impose their game onto the other team, and how can they get the breakthrough, and how can they break down the two banks of four. This season, I think that Karanka seems to be thriving under under the tactical element. He's coming up against some of the best teams in the world, some of the best managers in the world, and he's got, as Phil said, a full week to to work on it. As soon as one game is finished, he's got the memo for the next team, and they're already working on tactically how can how can we get a game plan to to compete with a Man City who go out and spend this amount. And Karanka, I think, is is relishing that. I think he's absolutely loving it and. Um, we, we all kind of wondered how Karanka would cope with, with you know, adversity this season. How would he cope with with setbacks, defeats? But looking looking at it, I think, I think the fact that he's just got a bit more time. He's he's brought in a couple of you know more members of the backroom staff to help take the load off him, mm. which, which and they have to play a big role in in the whole coaching. But I think he's just enjoying life a little bit more this year. He's got a little bit more time to think Certainly and do what he's good at. Relaxed, yeah, I mean, there was one yeah. target last season, wasn't that? It was promotion or really bust for everybody. Mm. The club had to get up. He had to get the club up. Um, this season, you know, there's one simple target. 
which is staying in the division. And I think there's a feeling, I think, among all of us, that if Borough continue the way they've been going in the last five games, there's no reason why they can't stay up. I think that's. I think everyone's buying into that. The players must realise that if they play like they did against Bournemouth, like they did against Arsenal, like they did against Leicester, they're going to stay up. Before that, when we, you know, when we were coming off the back of the Watford match, we were all thinking, well, if things don't improve drastically, Borough are going to be one of the teams that go down because they just didn't look capable of, of affecting games in a positive way. But... I think there's certainly that's what I've taken out the last five games is that Middlesbrough look like a side who can compete in the Premier League, can can score against teams, albeit not freely, and uh, get results when they need them. Well, I think looking at the whole game, I think there's a danger, like the Watford game, where we we pin all of our we put all of our eggs in one basket and say that's the must-win game. Mm. Um, and of course, I mean yes, it is it is a massive game one day. Just looking at the, the context of the season, where both teams are, and, and you want to beat your rivals, of course it's a massive game. But equally, nothing would surprise you more if Bur- if Borough drop points on on Monday. Let's say if the Drew, if Hull scored a last-minute goal on Monday, it's so important that everyone, players, staff, fans. Don't get too down because they'll go. To, they could go to Southampton the next week and win, and that's what this season's been about, really. That's been the lesson that I think the players have learned, that Karank has learned, that we've learned certainly is that there are no, there not there are no kind of bankers in this division. Yeah, you might have a, a bit of a setback one week, but the next week you, you're capable of going and beating anyone. And I think that's what's nice. That's what why the unity is so important because if they do have a bad result, and they will, Borough will have a couple of bad results this season, but. Whereas last year, where it seemed like the end of the world when Borough lost and it was a big shock, this year I think that it, it's important everyone is together and has that smile on the face and, and moves on to the next game because there are plenty of points still available. I don't think, as important as Monday is, I don't think we have to view it as this cup final must win. I'm sure that's the message that will come out of Borough as well. I think it's interesting you touched on the training there and, and it's the one thing, you know, last year I talk around, used to constantly say that national breaks he relished because it was a chance for him to get in the training pitch the players when you speak to with only this week I was speaking to a former Borough player and he was saying how good he played under Karanka how good the training was he's never known training like it and everyone seems to be benefiting from that um, but the last question before we wrap up is what was the food when you were over at Rockcliffe was oh it? it was fantastic yeah, yeah there, was a, there was a pasta course oh, there was a couple of pasta courses wasn't there I was in the office like, that day ch- eating to- uh, Heinz tomato soup <laughs> a chicken and chorizo <laughs> kebab oh, oh, hey. oh yeah I, mean, I can't remember I think it might have been Jonathan came back and played piled so high it was like a balancing act the no afternoon session for me I prefer to think of that than, than finishing with the idea of dropping points against Hull on Monday night <laughs> cheers fellas thank cheers. you